0: I'm Nadal, and I want to welcome you to Beyond the Booty Podcast. I have a passion to see women thrive and take control of our health, our hearts, our identity, and our life. This podcast will focus on identity, relationships, faith, health, and so much more. It will be a place where women are encouraged to discover our worth and empowers us to thrive whole and healed in a society that celebrates brokenness. I'm so happy you've joined the conversation. Today, we're going to be discussing how to hear from God, and I have a really special guest. Her name is Frankie. She is the founder of Light to Earth, which is a nonprofit organization that restores the lives of women and children, Um, and I'm going to have Frankie tell you a little bit about herself and Light to Earth, Um, but first, I wanted to just tell you how Frankie and I connected. Uh, We actually have a mutual friend named Christina. So we met once last year for dinner. She was here. She's from the East Coast, from New Jersey. Is it New Jersey or New New York, Frankie? New Jersey. So she was here um, on, you know, just an assignment that God had her on and um, just visiting with some friends. And we connected for dinner and she is just one of the most faith-filled, unapologetically faith-filled young women I've seen. And I'm so excited about what God is doing in and through her life. She really is a light for anyone that meets her. Um, And so when I was praying about this series and really seeking God and looking to hear from God, um, one of the things we're going to be discussing today, I really wanted to talk to someone and have just a really honest conversation about what that looks like. So you guys weren't just hearing from me. And God kept bringing Frankie to my heart. I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Hopefully we bring some things to you that are helpful that you can really implement in your life. And um, so Frankie, without further ado, I just want you to kind of tell everyone who you are, what you represent and how people can find you and get involved with what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, Nadal, I'm so honored and humbled to be
1: here and um, excited to share a little bit about my journey. So. Um, I am the co-founder of the nonprofit organization Light to Earth Sanctuary. We are a safe oasis for women, children, and animals on a 27-acre farm in New Jersey. Our mission is mind, body, spirit transformation for all beings to awaken their God-given purpose. Uh, We're a faith-based organization, but we serve families, women and children from all walks of life. And it's really just been such an honor and a journey to um, have walked with God or to have had a relationship with God for so many years to honestly have come to this point where I've found my life purpose. Um, Light to Earth Sanctuary is what I believe is my God-given purpose, what I believe I was destined for. And every day is a journey, um, and I I can't express how, how thankful I am to be, um, to be on it. So yeah, just really honored
0: to be here and to share a little bit of um, God's wisdom through this time. Yeah, thank you so much. This conversation is really going to be about hearing from God daily and continuously and having communication with Him. This isn't going to be about hearing from God one time in a supernatural way, even though that could happen. It actually happened to me. That is how I came to know God at 26. So that's certainly possible. But this specific conversation is really going to be about that person that says, how do I, from a daily perspective, incorporate God's voice and hearing from him and really having him lead me, because um, we hear so many people saying, oh, I heard this from God, and you've even heard me say that a few times now, but what does that look like? What is What does that even mean? And if you've never experienced that, we really just want to say it's available for anyone. Um, God speaks to all of us. He is not a respecter of persons in terms of this person can hear from me, but this person can't. He loves us all equally, and he desires to communicate with All of us. And so, um, the three things we're going to be discussing today is um, who is God as it relates to his desire to communicate with us? How does God speak? And then, how do we hear? So, it's going to be pretty simple in that sense. Um, So, Frankie, if you want to start, I kind of just, you know, you and I talked a little bit and you had such great points about, you know, first of all, and you even sent me something about communion and communication recently. So, I feel like we've been kind of on the same wavelength, but um, what does that mean to you? Do, who is God in terms of how he wants to communicate with us? Um, does he desire to communicate with us? And where's the evidence for that, whether it's in your life or in the in the word of God or whatever you want to share? Absolutely. I, uh, I love how you shared
1: um, that we're going to be talking today about a daily walk or a daily conversation or daily communication with God, because um, daily communing with God, daily having um, connection with God and hearing and speaking with God is and has been the foundation of who I've become and where I'm going and how Light to Earth Sanctuary has really started. Um, So it's interesting talking about who God is and um, what and how he speaks with us and It's amazing because I've experienced God in the greatness of his power, right? So, in daily coming to him, I've experienced the greatness of God, the creator side of God, the author of life, right? We're all like, um, we're all a novel that God is writing. And um, I love how Mother Teresa said that she's a little pencil in the hand of God, that's writing a love letter out to the world. Um, so we're, we're the novel and God is the author. And in so many ways, I've also experienced the intimacy of Jesus. Um, right. So talking about the Trinity, um, Jesus as kind of my best friend, as someone that I can go for walks on the beach with <laughs> um, as um just someone that really connects with me and knows me and sees me fully for who I am. Um, And then experiencing God through the Holy Spirit and sitting still, being out in nature and hearing um, the depths of God inside of my heart and feeling God inside of my heart and um, really just feeling seen, feeling known, um, and feeling accepted and feeling welcomed and feeling comforted and surrounded. So, yeah, I would say that when I have personally experienced God, it's been uh, the greatness, the greatness of God, right? Through the Father, the friendship of God through Jesus and the um, intimacy and depth and um just the voice of God through, in my heart, through the Holy Spirit. So um, it's taken years. I've been on this walk um, with God, right? So when I talk about walking with God, I'm literally walking with God, right? Like Jesus is walking beside me and we're communing, we're talking, we're connecting together. Um, And one of my uh, favorite words recently has been the word communion. Communion which a lot of individuals here may uh, recognize as like a Roman Catholic word, but really the word communion actually means the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental and spiritual level. And I love that because um, I love that communion is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. And I had a really big revelation, uh, last week that it's a sharing and exchanging, right? So it's not only us talking with God and sharing our intimate thoughts and feelings, but that God has feelings and thoughts too, that he wants to share with us. So I know that was just a bundle that I shared, but, um, I hope that it, uh, connects and continues us on this conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you know, we throw around a lot of words and some people that may be listening are like, what does some of this mean? (laughs) I know when I was a new believer and and you and I talked about this, you know, we call it Christianese where people kind of throw around terms and people that are not necessarily in the faith yet or are just curious might say like, well, what does this mean? So I love everything that you said. Everything that you said was, was spot on. It's about you know, creating that space every day and doing the walk daily. There's really no substitute for that. If you desire to hear from God, um, you talked about God, you know, Jesus being sort of like your friend. So some people might say, you've said God, you've said Jesus, you've said Holy spirit, What does that all mean? So God is the Father. They're all one. The Trinity represents God, you know, the Christian God that we're talking about. There's God the Father, who in the Old Testament would speak to his people from heaven. And then Jesus is obviously God in human form that was sent down to die for our sins. Um, And then the Holy Spirit is who Jesus said, I'm leaving behind with you. So the Holy Spirit is who dwells inside of us. So a lot of people think God's in the in the sky, he's not connected to us, he's not relational. And that is not true. Um, The Holy Spirit is the one that comes to dwell inside of us. So when we're communicating with God or when we're hearing from God, it's that Holy Spirit that's really guiding us and speaking to us. I used to refer to it before I really knew what all this meant as a gut feeling or, you know, I feel like something inside of me is telling me something and I hear it and it's not letting up. Um, That's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes to reside in us and lives inside of us when we receive Christ, when we say, I surrender my life to you, I believe in you, I want you to be my savior. So he doesn't force himself on us. He's not going to just like show up in in you if you haven't um, accepted that truth. So I love everything that you said. Um, In terms of like how you know, does God desire to communicate with us? Um, the overwhelming answer is yes. <laughs> it's it's why really, you know, we were designed for God's purpose. Ta- God talks about how he's our shepherd, how he's the vine, which is something you recently um, sent to me through John 15. Uh, we have a unique destiny. We have The promise of guidance in the Bible. Um, Psalm 48, 9 through 14 talks about, for this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even to the end. So there's so many examples, really hundreds and hundreds of examples in the Bible where God is either in the Old Testament communicating directly with people, Um, or, you know, Jesus on earth, obviously, and then the promise of sending the Holy Spirit, like I talked about through John 15. So God not only spoke to people, he fed them, um, he rescued them, he healed them. And we just see this over and over, not just in the Bible, but happening today. I mean, how many stories do you and I alone, Frankie have of rescue and healing and, you know, God speaking and, you know, just being relational with us. So Overall, God is a personal God. So if you take nothing else away from this first thing that we're diving into, does God desire to communicate with us? The overwhelming answer is yes, of course. That is, we literally were made in his image. He is a God who communicates. That's pretty much what he does. Amen. How have you known that he desires to communicate mm, with you? I love that you're
1: transitioning into a really personal experience. Um, well, one thing that I've learned to grow in my relationship with God is that I have a relationship with God. And there's a huge difference when you go to church versus having a relationship with God. And That's it's so, so true. true. And that really changed my life when I recognize God as a being that. Loves me and desires me as his daughter, right? Um, As his beloved daughter, and for those who are men, his beloved son. And when I began to get quiet and journal or make art or spend time out in nature, and I opened my heart and I allowed myself. To begin having a relationship with God. And what is relationship, right? So when you have a relationship with someone, what are things that you do with them? You communicate with them. Um, one of the most important things in marriage is communicating, right? Is exchanging feelings, exchanging thoughts. Um, and also when it comes to marriage, there's a lot of intimacy and thoughts and feelings there that no one else knows. In the same way, and in, in in an even deeper way, When we have a relationship with God, we share intimate feelings and thoughts with God that He already knows. And because He already knows them, though, we feel so accepted and so safe and so um, welcomed. So I know that a lot of people have experienced hurt when it comes to church environments and experiences because, after all, The church is full of human beings and we're imperfect, right? But what's really beautiful about um, being with God and spending time with Him, like in any relationship, I spend time with God every day and I communicate with Him, whether that be through journaling, right? Journaling has been a really big way for me to begin kind of tuning into that personal relationship. I didn't always have this Um, And it's something that took me a really long time to get comfortable with. But yeah, really recognizing the difference between um, religion versus relationship changed my life. And like I said, light to earth sanctuary and none of the things that God has done through me would be possible if I didn't first hear them sitting in my bed with my journal, praying or going for walks in nature and allowing myself to hear um, or walk with God. So, yeah.
0: That's beautiful. You said something that was so important, and I don't know um, sort of your background, but you said something um, really, I think that is so important when you said it was when I finally recognized that, you know, he knows me and I'm his daughter, did you grow up in religion or sort of what was your path to discovering the relationship side of God? Yeah, I would, I would love to share about that. Um, I grew up in
1: a Roman Catholic Italian family in New Jersey, right? And um, my family always, I went to a Catholic school when I was in elementary and they always kind of talked about God and we went to church on Easter and um, for Christmas, but that was pretty much it. Um, But when I was a really, really little girl, um, I remember praying in one of the church pews and um, I closed my eyes and I said for the first time that I would try it on my own. Right. Because everyone was telling me I should pray and how to pray. But I said, I'm going to try this thing on my own. And um, I remember closing my eyes and the sun was shining on me. And when I opened my eyes, I looked up to my left. The sun was beaming through um, the hands and the body of Jesus onto me. And that wasn't the first time that I actually felt like Jesus was just speaking to me and that it was just him and I and no one else. Um, But from that point on, there was really nothing personal. (laughs) Um, For years, all the way up until my teenage years, I was really lost and um was really getting involved in a lot of the wrong places and was really very insecure and very broken even though I had a really healthy family um was just trying to find my way right into my womanhood and it wasn't until um I went away to college and I found a non-denominational church that I started to going to. Um, My roommate was Christian and she invited me for Easter one Sunday and I went. And I remember walking out of that service with so much knowledge and wisdom and understanding of so much that I felt like for so many decades I had no idea what was really going on besides that one time. And there's a lot of in-between stuff that happened to some miracles that God did for me through um, a lot of my wrong decisions, but, and a lot of healing. But um, it was, it was the first time that I actually kind of felt like I understood what was going on at church. (laughs) And I, yeah ended up actually going to church and sitting in the background by myself for a really long time and not talking to anybody. I would go for the message and I would go home and I would be by myself. And I remember one Sunday, um, the pastor explained the gospel, right? So explained the life of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross and his resurrection in a way that I finally actually understood it. And I remember re- looking down and writing in my journal and I said, God, I want to be a woman of God. Um, and when I, I just felt led to go to the front. Um, There were prayer partners and to ask for prayer. And um, it's kind of a long story, but I uh, ended up getting baptized. And then I ended up, which changed my life and is still one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Um, The moment of what it felt like, the peace and the freedom after being baptized. And then I uh, joined a life group, like a woman's group of other women who were really wise who had a, rela- a relationship. So Stephanie and Rachel, they were the first women in my life who had a relationship with God and it was so alive in them that I was so thirsty for that and I wanted that. And um, yeah, they really showed me how to let go and to open my heart to hear from God. And um, so yeah, I, I definitely would say that we can't do it alone and it really takes the support of other men and other women who have a relationship that can inspire us towards having a relationship. And I think once I, I realized at that point that, oh my goodness, the word of God literally says that I am a daughter of the most high King. Um, it says that I'm beloved. It says that I'm chosen. It says that I um am forgiven. It says all these amazing things about what God thinks and says about me, and I kind of just skyrocketed from there and my whole life changed and everyone noticed it. So, that was a a little a little tidbit of my testimony.
0: <laughs> I think that is the most impactful thing to hear is, you know, where did you kind of come from and what shaped your beliefs now? And, and did you, you know, how did you get to where you are now? Because a lot of people that are listening are like, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, where do I start with this? I had a similar I have a similar testimony. And I've written and blogged about this in the past. But I also had an encounter with God and a very similar upbringing in that I was also raised Roman Catholic. And I, even as a young person, I always knew like, there has to be more to this. And I know not everyone's Roman Catholic experience is the same. A lot of people have a real relationship with God, no matter what, you know, sort of religion they um, they say they are, whether it's Catholic or Christian or whatever. Um, but for me growing up as Roman Catholic, it was very much rooted in rules at that time. And I know, you know, things have changed. And there's lots of people that have had incredible experiences in those churches. But for me, personally, um, I didn't have a great experience. And for me, it was rooted in a lot of tradition and rules and things like that. And I really found myself Um, not really understanding the point and then going in a completely different direction where I was promiscuous and partying all the time through a lot of brokenness. I grew up in a very um, unstable home where my father was an alcoholic and, you know, just a lot of insecurity as well. A lot of um, feeling inadequate all the time about different things. We grew up really poor. Um, And so God encountered me (laughs) at age 26, where I was just in this rock bottom broken place. I was drinking every night. I was um, actually asking. I I grabbed a crucifix that was sitting in my room because being Catholic, we had a crucifix in our house and I was living with my mom again. I mean, I had just hit rock bottom in every way. I was $10,000 in debt. I was just a mess. And um, and I just grabbed this crucifix and I said, I don't know if you're real or who you are, but if you are, can you please go tell my boyfriend that our sexual relationship is okay with you? That was my prayer. <laughs> so um, and so with that, God literally said, Get up, because I had been crying for like three days non-stop at that point, and I, I wear contacts so If anyone that wears contacts knows when you cry through them for an extended period of time, you can no longer see because the protein deposits and everything that gets built up on your contacts. And he said to me, get up, clean your contacts so you can see and go to the gym. And this feel, of course, I didn't know that was God at the time because I didn't know how to hear from God. I just knew this was a gut feeling that would not release me. And it happened for about an hour, where I just kept having this overwhelming feeling of get up, clean up your clean up your contacts so you can see, and go to the gym. And when I got there, God had some materials for me that literally answered every question I had had deep in my heart about who God was, what it meant to give your life to God, why you shouldn't have sex before marriage, <laughs> and I mean, literally answered every question personally for me. Um, and that night, I gave my life to Christ. And what that means is I just said, God, do what you want with me. I am broken and I don't know where to go from here. And from, from that point he entered and it was just, it was a process of him encountering me and me pursuing him just every single day. So, um, and of course, through that, other people know I then fell back into some stuff. and <laughs> um, But, you know, if you want to read more about that, there's other blogs and other podcasts. But absolutely, you know, kind of transitioning from those stories into um, talking about, well, how does God speak? You've talked a little bit about those things, like setting aside time. But I really want to dive into how does God speak to us? Um You know, obviously the word is the main way that God speaks. John 1, 1 talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So God is literally speaking through his word. The word is representative of God. Um, And of course, there's other things you talk a lot about nature and journaling and, you know, all of that stuff. But talk to me a little bit about how God speaks to you personally. Mm. So there's
1: definitely no direct and one answer for this question. And no, there isn't, <laughs> there isn't. And, um, so I hope that all those who are listening understand that you are uniquely created by God and the way that you're going to hear from God is the way that God's going to speak to you because he understands your heart and he's going to tend to your heart and he's going to romance your heart and speak to you the way that he knows that you're going to receive him most. So, um, I share that in a personal matter. Um, what, what, my, how I, how I hear from God. Right. And I'll just share my day to day. So every morning um, I set aside time where there's, it's a, it's a quiet place. There's no distractions. It's the beginning of my day with a cup of tea. I um, put my diffuser on. Um, I open up my window to get some fresh air in and I open up my journal. And I take some deep breaths. Maybe um, I start to just kind of slow down the pace of my mind. Right. Um, And even my heart. And I'll begin to journal and um, what that's looked like over years. So I've done this, this practice that I'm sharing since I was baptized and um, has not it's changed. It's grown, but actually creating that space. Um, has not changed. And the first thing I do is always pen to paper, just because writing is something that I feel like is a great expression. Uh, For me, it started out really uncomfortable, but now it's something that just feels like home. And it might begin with just thanking God for the breath in my lungs and writing down gratitude. Um, Just getting my mind and heart in a space of gratitude and that each day is a gift. And then I'll get really quiet and I will say, Holy Spirit, um, God, like, you know, have your way with me this morning. What would you like to share or how would you like to teach me? And I'll have my Bible right in front of me. Um, I may even have another book, um, that's faith-based that has to do with what I feel like God is putting on my heart to read right now. And, um, I will start to pray, having that communion, right? So, typically, what that looks like is me really sharing some thoughts and some feelings of of what's been going on, or or giving thanks to God and um, for all that He's doing in my life. And sometimes I'll feel a nudge to pray for others specifically. Um, so, in my and then I'll open up the Word, right, the Bible, and um, That's where whatever God was saying to me in prayer, um, I will also get confirmation of that in the word. Um, So whether I am reading um, from the New Testament or Old Testament or a Psalm, um, there's something about the word of God. It's alive, right? It's alive. It's God's presence written in this word. And it, it comes alive to your spirit. It comes alive to my spirit. And it speaks to me and encourages me and transforms me and heals me and renews me. And it's like God literally speaking through a book, right? That's the Bible. Um, It's so powerful. um, But that's not the only way I hear from God, right? So that's just the way that I start my day and that's the way that I start hearing from God. So I, I, instead of putting, Something of this world first. So instead of exercising first, and everyone's journey is different, so this is just mine, right? Instead of um, even eating, like I'll have some water with some lemon and maybe some almonds, but I won't really eat anything first thing in the morning. Like I just want to spend time with God, right? And it's a practice that I've kind of developed. Um, but throughout the day, how I hear from God is so different. And sometimes um, I have literally heard the voice of God audibly, which some people never do. And some people do all the time. (laughs) Um, I've heard the audible voice of God, um, specifically when I was praying about something unceasingly. (laughs) Um, And Finally, God was like, here's an answer. Um, I've heard um, God like right in my heart and in my spirit. Um, which sounds kind of like my voice, but is way wiser, way more profound and deeper, meaning I know it couldn't be me because I know that I'm loved and that God has chosen me, but I'm not that profound as God.
0: <laughs> I love I love that you have that humility, Frankie.
1: <laughs> that definitely is not me and it's God because it's just so loving and powerful and gentle yet yet firm and direct, like all at once. It's like a father, a mother, all in one being, but in, like heavenly yet you hear in your heart. Um, and like I said, everyone hears from God differently. Um, this may go a little over some people's heads, but, um, I actually well, not, I mean, I guess not because it's my personal experience. Um, I actually will see visions, and what I mean by that is, I'll be praying, and I will literally see a vision, like a visual experience of how God wants to say something to me, or of a vision of what like may come. So, for example, I may be praying for someone, and the other day I saw a sun rising over a mountain, and when I told them that, it had represented something really personal for them. Um, so. And then like, I'll just be listening to music in the car and something will come up and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what God said to me in my prayer time this morning. Or I'll have a Zoom meeting with someone randomly during my workday. And this whole confirmation of what God said to me, like, uh, like I said, in the beginning of the day will just be reaffirmed and he'll use others to speak to me. Or like when I call a friend and they're saying certain like words of encouragement, or sending me something to read, yet again, God's using him to speak. So honestly, to kind of sum, summarize that, um, God can, because he's God, speak to you through anything and anyone. Um, and the more time we spend with God in the quiet, the more space we create, the more our our spiritual eyes will open up and recognize and see him. So anyway, um, but everyone's journey is unique and different. And honestly, um, the best way to know if you are hearing from God's voice is to one, to go into his word, go into your Bible and get confirmation through his word, and then seek out, um, men and women who are farther along on their walk with God and get confirmation from them too, um, that really helps, so you don't feel crazy. Where you're like, "Is that God's voice? Is that my voice? Like, what is that?" Um, yeah, so that really helps me a lot too on my walk as well.
0: You made some really, really good points, and there are also points that I have been kind of thinking through as I wanted to, you know, think about. Okay, how do I hear from God? How does He speak? And and you touched on a lot of those things. Um, one of the things that I want to definitely piggyback on is God speaks to all of us differently. I've heard some pastors out there say, God only speaks in this way, or God only speaks in that way. Or, you know, they kind of put limits on God doesn't speak through numbers, for example, or dreams, because that may not be how God is speaking to them. And so they make blanket statements about who God is. So I think that point that you made is so, so important. It's really about Each individual, like you said, God knows how to reach each of us. For me personally, I hear from God a lot in my dreams and it's not in the middle of a dream. So many times as I'm waking up in the morning, a word lands in my heart. Sometimes um, it's, it's not normally audible. But it's not something that I was thinking about. Like you said, God is so much smarter than us. So I might get a word about what my next move is or something that I had been praying about or whatever. Um, And oftentimes God speaks to me right when I'm waking up in the morning out of a dream. Um, He's spoken to me also in sequences after Matt died. I was having a really hard time with loneliness um, and he started showing me the number 555, just continually, continually. I'm talking about supernatural ways where I would see it 10 times a day. Like I would land at LAX because I was traveling for work and there would be two different cars in front of me with, you know, the same 555 license plate with different letters, obviously. I mean, it just became so apparent and I knew that became a gift to me where God was saying, I see you, I'm with you. Um, and and that was just something that I knew it was it was God speaking to me. Um, he often talks. If you're very visual, like you said, you might see visions. I don't see visions, but a lot of people have talked about like they can see visions either in their head or even outwardly. There's times where people have seen visions outwardly. It could happen through other people. If you're noticing that God. Is sending multiple people that are saying the same thing. That is not coincidence. <laughs> A lot of times we go, Oh, that's just coincidence. Why is everyone saying the same thing? God uses other people to often um, deliver something to us that we had seen in his word, or we had, you know, three different people say the same thing to us. That's often God. The other thing that you said that was really, really important is, um, that it's important to differentiate that um, this is how you're hearing from him now to where when you first started. So this takes practice. It's like any other relationship in our life. And you touched on that a little bit. If I never talked to my mom or my sister or my boyfriend, that relationship wouldn't grow and it wouldn't thrive. And I wouldn't know their heart. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't recognize their voice if I heard them through a crowd. It's the same thing with God. It is really about what we put into it. And you and you talked about this so beautifully and kind of what your morning looks like. I have a similar morning where when I wake up, I, I have my coffee and the first hour to hour and a half is dedicated to journaling. So what I do is I just kind of let whatever comes to my head just go on paper, So that way it clears my mind for being able to then do a Bible study. And I do a Bible study for about an hour. I personally love studies. So I do a lot of Beth Moore studies. There's a lot of great study resources out there. It helps me to navigate the Bible. And then if God obviously wants to, you know, move me into something else or have me look something up that could grow from there. Um, but there really is no substitute. And I know you probably agree with this, Frankie, based on everything you've said and and knowing, you know, your relationship with God, there's no substitute for the word. So if you're going to walk away from this and go, okay, I've gotten a lot of information. They're saying a lot of different things. I've been walking with God and pursuing God and letting him pursue me now for almost 16 years. Um, Frankie, you know, has been on this walk for many years as well. You may not start here. Um, when I first started, I would literally like hear little things, and I'm like, "Is this God? I have no idea because <laughs> it sounds like my own voice." Um, but the Bible talks about how my sheep hear my voice, and they know me. And and so the longer you spend time with whether it's a personal relationship in in this world or with God you start to recognize him talking to you and he'll take you through a training process mm-hmm. um i was telling you Frankie offline that there was a point early on in my walk with God or in my you know pursuit of God and this whole faith thing where God would say little things to me and i'm like oh boy is that you um one of those stories is i was on a plane once and i heard in my heart they didn't close the um Where they put the luggage, like the luggage, whatever, wherever they put the luggage, they didn't close the door correctly. And I heard God say, Tell the stewardess the door isn't latched. And of course, like, as you guys can imagine, (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to call a stewardess on an airplane and tell her the door wasn't latched. (laughs) She's going to think I'm crazy if that's not true. And as we started to get ready to take off, they came on the loudspeaker and said, "Uh, The door wasn't latched correctly. We actually need to kind of stop and readjust and and close it. And that was God teaching me how to hear from him. Like, okay, when that comes into your heart, that's what I sound like. Or he might say, go talk to that person and pray for that person. Say this. He might give you something specific to say. It's going to be up to us in some instances to be obedient to what we think it might be um, and maybe even look like fools. But if we don't do it, God will often confirm, yes, that was me. And as you continue on, Um, you start to recognize his voice more and more and more. So as you mature and as he knows, okay, they, they now know that's me and that's how I speak. He speaks to you in those ways more and more often. So mm-hmm. it is, I definitely wanted to piggyback off of everything that you've said, which is he speaks to all of us differently. Some people really feel God's presence and hear him in nature. Um, you know, when they're out on walks or, you know, at the beach, a lot of times people um, will, again, hear through dreams or repetition or lots of different ways. So my, my whole point in this is be open As you read the word of God, as you spend time in prayer, which is, again, not just speaking to God, but also listening. And we're going to do a whole podcast on what prayer looks like. Prayer isn't some memorized thing. It's really just having a back and forth conversation with God through either journaling or if you like talking out loud and then allowing time for him to speak back to you. Um, And then the last thing you said, Frankie, that I think is so important is That the word of God is alive. Um, And I think the reason that point is so important is because you'll hear people that, you know, maybe an atheist, for example, I've met a lot of atheists that say, oh, well, I read the Bible from front to back and it didn't mean anything to me. (laughs) Um, And that's true. If you approach the Bible as a, a history text or, you know, this is just a book I'm gonna read from front to back like you would read any other book you're probably not going to get anything out of it. The reason believers will go back to the Bible for 30, 40, 50 years every day and still get different things out of it is because those words jump off the page for you. That's what revelation means. A lot of times we say, oh, I got revelation about this or that in the Christianese language. Um, All that means is as I was reading this verse or as I was reading this passage or while I was studying this part of the Bible, it jumped out at me and suddenly there was like a light bulb moment where I had clarity. Um, This is a really funny story and people might think I'm crazy, but it took me two years to get revelation and clarity on what it meant um, regarding what Jesus did at the cross. I had such a battle with that because even though I believed and I loved God and he had spoken to me at age 26 and I was pursuing him, I kept saying, I don't understand the sacrifice because I would go to the cross and be nailed to the cross for for my family. You know, it just didn't make sense to me, the physical aspect of it. And I, as I just kept pursuing, and it's okay to have questions. That's the other important thing. God doesn't expect you to suddenly believe and just be a, you know, someone who never asks anything, who never wrestles with anything. God is relational like anyone else. Me and Russ have disagreements. We wrestle with things and it makes us grow stronger and it makes us, our relationship stronger. So God is the same. He's okay. He's not moved by our questioning or our desire to know him better because he knows our heart. And if we're coming from a good place of saying, I don't understand this, please tell me what you mean. Just know that over time he will answer. It might be in his timing as he takes you through different things, but one day, like three years, two or three years, I don't remember, into my faith walk, I ran up to Matt, who was my husband at the time, who many of you know, passed away from cancer. Um, I ran up to him and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get what Jesus did at the cross. I finally understand. And he just looked at me because he had been a believer for many, many years before, before me. He grew up as a Christian. And he was like, you just now got it. But it's because God revealed to me what he actually did at the cross and what that meant. And it just, I was just in tears and I was excited that I finally understood. And so when you say the word is alive, Frankie, it's, it's living, it speaks to your heart and your circumstance in a way only God knows how to. So that's why a lot of Christians will say, this is such an exciting adventure. And people on the outside are like, really, the Bible? Like Because you're having this a living experience every day where you're talking to the God of the universe, and he's talking back to you. And there's really nothing like it.
1: Yeah, that is very very powerfully true.
0: So I think the takeaway is set aside the time and space, like you so beautifully said, Um, you're going to have to put effort and time into it. If someone started listening to this podcast thinking I was going to tell you that there was some magical way of just hearing from God all of a sudden, um, there isn't. It's really about choosing to pursue the word of God and quiet time and prayer and putting an effort in time, just like you would in any other relationship. Um, anything short of that is not going to give you a life that's full of God leading and speaking. Um, can he speak in certain circumstances? Of course. I even heard unbelievers say I had this near death experience and God spoke to me. Can he do that? Of course. Um, But if you're really searching for a life where God is leading you and he is the shepherd and you want to recognize his voice in your day to day life to really lead you in your relationships and your business and everything else, um, it's really going to come down to you choosing him every single day. There's really no shortcut. We're kind of a world that when we need information, we go to Google, (laughs) and we get it instantly. And so, you know, we feed ourselves all of this garbage through the week, we're constantly watching TV, we're constantly hanging out with people that are gossiping or listening to explicit lyrics. And then we're like, I don't hear from God, why isn't he talking to me? Why is he talking to you? Um, God talks to all of us, and he desires to talk to Mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And it's really about our choice to allow that space, like you said, to hear his voice. Frankie, I'm going to give it back to you for any like final thoughts, because I feel like you're so amazing. And you're so such you're so full of you're so full of God. And I just you know, if there's anything else you want to add to this, I would love love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, um, I, as you were talking, just some, some thoughts were coming into my heart. And I, one, uh, would love to share that, um, yeah, seeking God is important and setting aside that time. Don't forget that that time that you set aside could be as little as five to 10 minutes that God speaks to you. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half, although the more time you spend with God, like Nadal shared, um, the more you learn to hear his voice. And there's also something that came up for me about trusting God's voice. So um, someone listening to this may be hearing from God, but you may need to take a leap or a step of faith to trust in your inner knowing that that really is God's voice. And then once you realize that and you open your heart to say, hey, I'm confident that this really is God's voice, that feeling inside or however it is that you specifically hear God, um, that really changed my life. And when, when I trusted and was confident that this is God's voice, now let me follow it. Into anything yeah. and everything, and um, that's truly how Light to Earth Sanctuary came up. And I'll share just a really short story um, to really like wrap things up of of how God how God led me to light to earth sanctuary simply by spending quiet time with him and hearing him and following his leading. So I am 26 years old and I started light to earth um, two years ago and I'm an artist. Um, I've never led an organization before and when I was, so about two and a half years ago, um, I was praying very specific prayers and I was asking God to reveal his purpose for me in my life. And way before that, actually, um, <clears throat> now that I'm thinking about it um, for a while, for a few years, I was actually asking God to reveal his purpose for me. And I remember um walking through a hospital one day and, um, wasn't thinking specifically about God, um, was just walking through this hospital that I was, I was volunteering in, um, with an art therapist because I was thinking of doing art therapy. I wanted to make a difference through art by giving back. And I was, um, in this art therapy space that was so full of joy, but the hospital was just so full of um, just a lot of grief and a lot of pain. And I saw a room that, Um, said meditation room. And I got really excited because I imagined that this space in this hospital would be so beautiful. And I remember walking across this very, very, very massive long hospital. It took me a long time to get there. And I get to the meditation room and I open the door, I put the lights on and the lights were flickering. And the room was this small, cold feeling room with, um, um, memorial of all of the babies that had been lost through some kind of disease at that hospital. And I remember shutting the light off and walking all the way back, right. It was a long walk to the art therapy room thinking, what was that? (laughs) Um, and why, why was it such a, a weary place? And I had this deep download in my heart, which was God revealing my purpose to me that I was meant to create a space for those who are broken to heal, like a beautiful space. And I remember walking um, down the hospital um, halls and literally seeing visions of this place, like being downloaded into my spirit. And like I said, this was years of prayer of seeking God of asking others to pray for me, and I and it, it came on me this vision so powerfully um, and. And I remember saying to my mom that, "Hey, mom, I think I know my life purpose. I think God revealed this to me." And she said, "Okay, great." Um, She gave me this this worksheet. My mom is a life coach, and she said, "Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to sit back and get quiet and walk through what you, what all of your senses are like in that vision that God gave you." So I remember being on um, my flight, right? So I was going into my finishing my senior year of college. I was living in New Jersey, but I was living in Savannah. My home is in New Jersey, but my school is in Savannah, Georgia. And I was on a flight to Savannah and I said, okay, I'm going to sit here on this plane. And I remember the plane was so quiet and so peaceful. And I was sitting there with my own seat and no one was around me. I was against the window. It was like that, one of those planes where it's really tiny and you just have one seat on the left-hand side. And I remember sitting back and going deeper into this vision. And little did I know that God would explode into my mind. And I remember how I felt and what I smelled and what I saw and what I saw was that I was actually the leader of this organization and that I had this deep well of peace. And I remember opening my eyes, and I wrote the whole thing down, I still have it with me, of everything that I visualized. And I remember going into his word and in um, First John and underlining things that align with the vision. And I knew it wasn't from me because I never at that time looked at myself like a leader or as a leader, nor was I really leading anything. So that was definitely from God, and I remember it was so amazing because on the left side of the window, the sun was setting, and it was like the most profound colors I've ever seen, and on the right side of the window, the moon, the full moon and the stars was rising and getting clearer and clearer, and I felt like it was just this divine moment where all of the time that I spent seeking God and all of the time I spent in his word and being um, mentored by other women and men who were farther along than me and everything I sought out in that moment all accumulated to God literally revealing his life purpose to me. And it took me about five years to pursue that dream and um, took a lot of time where God spoke to me through a book. Through my beloved friend Christina, who Nadal and I have connected with, whom ended up being um, one of my first co-founders, which is so profound. And there's so much more to that story. And honestly, I remember sitting in prayer time after we started the nonprofit, and God literally said to me in my quiet time, right. So at that point, you think I would have trusted God a little bit more about what his like, how his voice heard, like, what his voice sounded like. Sorry. And I remember God literally told me that He was going to give us like a multi million dollar piece of land. <laughs> and he did. And he did. He did. And a few a few weeks later, a Jewish man named Avram Schmid gave us a phone call and we have this 27 acre farm. And it's literally I, I walk onto that land and I I feel destiny embrace me. I feel I feel like I'm not doing this that God is doing it and it's a lot of work but to lead an organization obviously but the same way that I heard from him to begin it is the same way that we fulfill it and I know it's the same way that he's going to fulfill it so I know that was kind of long but I think that it's really important for all those who are listening here to know that the little bit of time that you spend communing with God and getting to know him every day can literally lead up to a growing relationship that can transform your life, fulfill your life purpose and transform the lives of others. So it's maybe a small beginning and you may need to take one step at a time, but those steps will grow wider and wider and wider without even realizing it until finally you take leaps. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it should be blissful, right? Like the Christian walk is challenging. And yet you should be like Jesus said that he came so that we would be full of joy and that our joy would be complete. So anyway, I hope that, um, that inspires anyone who hears about the story. Um, it was all God. It was all God. Absolutely. Give me a moment to share that. I'm sorry. I hope it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm
0: glad you shared that because I think it's important to not dumb down this beautiful experience and what God wants for us. You know, a lot of times we just want to be like, God is love and you can just exist and everything, you know, you can experience all these things. But the truth is like what you said, like this walk, isn't always easy. The easier walk is to just kind of float through life. Like, can you be successful by putting in hard work and hustling? Sure. Um, you can, I mean, it happens all the time, but this relationship is different. This is about peace. This is about having peace and joy and fulfilling what you were truly made for and having someone lead with that, that knows the beginning from the end, the person that created you, there's really nothing like it. Um, And being able to get to a point where, um, where you are now, you know, that takes years, that could take a long time. And I don't want to discourage anyone. Does God talk to you right when you give your life to him? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It may just be small things where he says, don't enter that door. Don't walk into that relationship because <laughs> a lot of times God is trying to also protect us and rescue us from things. Um, and then the other side of it is just because you get here and you've been doing this for many years doesn't mean that you're always clear. You and I, Frankie, both still struggle and everyone out there still struggles with, is this God? You know, so is this is this constant like um, relationship where you still question sometimes because we're human. At the end of the day, we're human. And, you know, as much as I've known God and learned about his heart over the years, there's still so many days where I'm like do you hear me? Like, are you there? (laughs) And you know, I know he's there. um, But you know, God doesn't always move like we want him to. Um, So it's really about what you said, putting your trust that he has our best interest, um, and that he's going to get us to our destiny and what we were created for. And that's the beauty of this walk. Um, So if anyone has ever thought, you know, faith is boring, or you grew up in a religious environment where it was your grandma's church that you wanted nothing to do with, um, you know, I would really, really encourage you first and foremost, get a Bible, start reading it with an open heart, just spend five minutes a day just taking in something because that something starts to transform you. And the minute you have an encounter of any kind, whether it's a piece of clarity that suddenly lands in your heart, it it excites you for taking a little bit more and taking a little bit more. So it's just different each day. There's not a set like rules or anything like that. It's really just about opening the word of God and being open to what he's going to do with you. Hmm. I think this discussion was so good. Frankie, I feel like we might have to have a part two and maybe even a part three because there's so many stories to share and so much more to do. But I just wanted to thank you for everything you're doing with Light to Earth. Um, I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. And thank you for being on this podcast to share a little bit of your story. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for allowing me. I'm humbled and honored to be here. Thank you. And you guys, I'm going to link to Frankie. I'm going to link to Light to Earth if you want to support her nonprofit. They're doing incredible things. Um, So I will give you access to um, any website, social media links, so you can click on it and go support. Thank you. Thank you, guys.